Now you see him once again. I love a quarterback being on balance. Always downfield. Always in a position to throw. Always bouncing. Good knee flex. When you go back and watch Albert Hainsworth on that, yeah, that's just going to say, yeah. you, know, you got to get up off the ground and stay alive and chase this guy. And the scoreboard doesn't matter when you play Michael Vick. He will wear you out. But, you know, just take a look at it yourself. You know, I realize it's a tough night and it's a rainy night, but you're down on the ground. You have to get up, and you got to continue to chase Michael Vick. We balling like the March Madness. All the cops can't stand this tragedy. This is definitely a tragedy, March Madness. And that's like the second topic. I'm going out of chronological order, but I had to start it like that. I'm about to, I'm about to start. Uh, you going to put this podcast in auto-tune? We should. I don't know how annoying that would be, but it might be up there as like top three annoying things you can do in a podcast besides having bad okay. sound. And probably people in the background talking. That's probably up there for no, the worst things you can have. Don't put me with no auto tune, man. I'm gonna start singing like Donald Jones or where I wanna be with some auto tune. I don't mean Hey, they did remember they did that to Chuck on inside the NBA and he got mad. Man, because he's a Republican, that's why. Yeah, I mean, it was annoying. I'm not taking this side, but that was annoying. I would have been hot, but they, they stay messing with him. Mm-hmm. Hey, I guess he signs up for, right? Yeah, basically, what? we don't know what we signed up for. You know what you was doing when you signed up one for this podcast? You know what it was on it. You know what it was when you signed up. <laughs> Absolutely. The GOAT. That's a fact, man, but I'm ready to have a conversation in the future, everybody. We back. <laughs> what? what conversation? Never mind. We this what this is a sports podcast. About to have? Oh no. Is... I mean one one day. One day we'll get we'll we'll get to that discourse. But hey, man, show your work. We back. We 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 on a brief hiatus due to uh, life. You, I guess that's the best way to put it. But yeah, man, just time to get. It was because of me, honestly, scheduling conflicts. But we good. We back here. You know what I mean? It's your boy Nelson here with my my great co-host, my co-host from the other coast, busiest uh, man in podcasting. I think so. I'm I'm up there as uh the busiest person in podcasting. I'm really trying to see who else getting more busy than me, but I don't know. I'm not saying that to put myself over, but I don't see people doing five to six podcasts and undisputed hater about to come back. Nah, man, put your put that shit over, bro. The fuck? Nah, I don't like talking don't about myself, man. Banks. Nah, nah I am. Nah, I'm, you I'm you a... show your work. You show you, you you show your work. You know, as this podcast is. Ironically, the title of this podcast—that's what you do. So, you send it like an action movie. Stuff in, you know, yeah, that's how you got to do it, man. About that action. 
All right, let me let me stop then. Yeah, you yeah, so, was not a rapper. It's too many puns at one time. <laughs> Calm down, J.R. Smith with the punchlines or J.R. Ryder. I'm sorry. J.R. Ryder. Speaking Every of, single bar was a punchline, bro. You know what's fun? You know what's wild? Speaking of J.R. Ryder, somebody was talking about Dipset, how like they had a weird obsession with 9 11. And it's actually very true. Hmm. I know, like, but I want you to elaborate on it. Wild not... Well, you trying to get me out of here. You trying to get Cointel Pro on me. Hmm. Have me snitch on Baby. myself. Did let's just say a young, a young blank, a young blank no point lesson that made a tape called Final Destination with the towers up. They also did have a song on their classic diplomatic immunity called Ground Zero, where Joessa Tenet can be heard yelling, welcome to Ground Zero, tell them it's Ground Zero. Great song, but yeah. I, I, somebody tweeted that, and I'm like, yo, you know what? Cameron says some crazy shit, too. They spoke into existence. No, I mean, it was, it was after 9-11, but... Yeah, but they spoke to this is prior to that. They they were in the Simpsons. Remember how the Simpsons predicted 9-11? That that was the dipset. That was the dipset work the dipset. The diplomats wrote that episode. Bruh. It's insane. It, it, it's wild, but anyways, man. We back. This is it was a brief hiatus, but we back here to talk some more sports. So um I mean to get to get started, speaking of, you know, a hiatus, uh, we lost the Laker legend, unfortunately. Well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to say we lost legends anymore. I mean, we're going to say we transitioned because that's, that's kind of a a hard thing to say. But Elgin Baylor passed away at the age of 86. Um, I mean, bro, that man a legend. Like, uh, you know, I knew he was good. And, you know, I kind of – in a weird way, like when it comes to me, like I'm a Jersey guy, like I know about the history, like the uniforms and such. Like, I kind of keep Elgin Bell like synonymous with the blue Laker jersey, which is a classic. But in regards to his numbers, I mean, bruh, Elgin Bell averaged 27.4, points in his career, and averaged the same in his in his day in the playoffs. I mean, he was the bridge between the Minneapolis and Laker days. He's kind of you know, he's kind of one of those Lakers that his numbers are crazy, but he doesn't really get talked about much. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that, that's not, which sounds crazy to me, considering the guy averaged damn fucking 27 to 13 and in the playoffs averaged 27 and 12, but um, yeah, man, just a great, a Laker legend um, was also a Clippers executive for 25 years from 82 to 2006. Not to that. It was it was after that, but he won the executive of the year in two thousand six because they I think that's the year they beat the Nuggets in the playoffs, if I remember correctly. Um and he ended up becoming um he was the first person to actually win the series for the for the for the Lake for the Clippers in LA since they were in Buffalo, which is pretty wild. Considering the history of the Clippers, but um great executive, great person, first round pick in the nineteen fifty eight draft. 11-time All-Star, 10-time All-NBA. Um, obviously in the Hall of Fame. And I don't know if you've ever seen Elgin Baylor's numbers, but these these numbers are insane, bro. I'm looking at like, it at this very moment. 
And also, Bro, we got to remember, I, I think he retired like a year or two before the Lakers actually won a championship with Jerry West. He retired the year they won in 72. But I know they, he was mad. They still – they gave him – yeah, he didn't uh, – technically, he's not an NBA champion, but the Lakers did give him a ring now. <laughs> All right, man. All right, let me talk about that for a second. This is one – and we're going to get to it. This is one reason why I hate the Lakers – and I mean, I can't hate the the player. It's more so hating the game. But it's things like this, like Jerry West getting the finals MVP when they got dusted. It's kind of like the NBA, even though they're one of the most prominent, if not top three prominent sports teams overall in history, being the Lakers, it's still favoritism involved with it. Because it's like, bro, all right, we lost, but I'm going to give you a championship. He deserved it because he was going through a lot back then being a black man playing in an NBA in that time. So he does deserve it. I'm not taking that away from the great Elgin Baylor. I'm just saying it's just funny how they kind of switched things around, especially back then, for the Lakers. Right. I'm actually reading about that finals right now. Um, I mean, what's crazy, too, is that the Lakers-Celtics rivalry was a result of those Elgin Baylor and Jay West teams. So... That really goes back to that, but let's just look into I'm actually looking into I mean what's Jerry West blows wilder now in these games though. Like he averaged he scored fifty three in game one. Then he scored forty one in game two. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jerry West I'm, is I'm second into... in playoff points. Second or third now. Because I think LeBron and Jordan is uh, up let's there. See. He's second in what, actually? In uh, playoff points scored and average. Because I, I think his average is like 32, something like that. Let me see Jerry West. No, Jerry Wait, playoff-wise or? Um... Yeah, playoff-wise. I think let's he has see, the I'm highest point per game average gonna... and overall points. Playoffs. He's average 29.1 points per game. Hey, what I always tell him, Nelson, I know my stats, bro. I got my numbers even yeah, before pretty, I look. That was pretty close. That was I'm pretty Rain close. Man. Um, and then you really are Rain Man with these stats, but also with Elgin too. Elgin averaged 27. He averaged the same in the in his in the playoffs too. Like, I mean, he averaged 27.4, 13.5 rebounds. 4.3 assists per game. Um, in the playoffs, he averaged basically the same. Um, I'm actually on basketball reference right now going into his playoff career. Just give me if it showed me my playoffs totals. Let's see. Hold on. Playoffs per game. Hold on. I'm going into his playoffs right now. I'm just scrolling down to it. Yeah. In the playoffs, he averaged 27.4. 20, no, he averaged 27 points per game and 12.9 rebounds. So he basically mirrored his his regular season um, numbers with his playoff numbers, which doesn't really happen much with some players. But for him to do that is pretty exceptional. Um, he actually – Elgin Baylor actually still holds the finals um, single single game scoring record where he scored um, 61 points. Um, I think that was game – if I remember correctly. Let me just check because I had it up. I had it up on here as well. Um, 
It was the 1962 game. It was in um, the 1962 NBA Finals over the – it was game five of the 62 Finals over the Celtics where Baylor dropped 61 points and 22 rebounds. The wildest part of that season – I don't know if – have you ever heard about that season? Like there's a season that he was on military reserve. Yeah, I've heard of that season. Uh, so in uh, that in case a lot of people don't season, know – He was – He. My fault. In uh, case a lot of people don't know – uh, during that time, a lot of NBA players would actually have to get jobs because they weren't making that much. Right. So um, he was. So in regards to his his um, that season, he due to military his military commitment, he was in the reserve. I think it's in Washington, if I remember correctly. And he still averaged thirty point three points and eighteen point six rebounds. And he only played in 48 games, playing on the weekends, bruh. Mm-hmm. Like, KCP, KCP was on parole for a week and couldn't even, couldn't even dream of having those numbers. For a guy going to military reserve, military duty, and 48 games averaging those numbers is insane. And, I mean, in regards to his playing style, he was the predecessor for a lot of players. He was the predecessor for Michael Jordan. He was Dr. J. Julius Irving's favorite player. I mean, the aerial acrobatics and, you know, changing jump shots midair, hang time, having hang time on a jump shot, all of that was Elgin Baylor. Like, Elgin Baylor is the predecessor to how the game is now. If we don't have Elgin Baylor, we may not have these guys now. So, I mean, he really was a trailblazer for the game in regards to the, you know, the aerial part of, of basketball. And, I mean... He's probably. I would say he's probably the greatest player to never win a championship. I would say. Uh, I can make a most, case for not the most accomplished. I can make a case for Melo or Chris Paul. Eh, I mean, those are valid cases, but I just think in regards to like eleven-time NBA All-Star, ten-time All-NBA first team too, that's pretty insane. But I mean, also similarly, too. I mean, in, in that case, um, and also the third, he is also the third highest score. He has also the third highest score in average in NBA history. Obviously, Jordan and Chamberlain will be one and two. So even though LeBron is a may catch up to that, and I think KD's right there also. <clears throat> if I remember correctly, I think KD's at 27 and LeBron's at 27.2. Like they're really like they really have to have a couple of really good seasons to um to catch up to them. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking about so whatever time <laughs> I think Chris Paul has a case for because you know I don't I don't show no love to Utah they don't have no Wi-Fi. Shouts out to Vernon Maxwell for saying that. Yeah, no, but that's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I can make a case for, and then I don't like I don't like that guy. That other than I like John Stockton. John Stockton was cool. I don't like that other guy, so I don't, I'm not going to even say his name. But I can make a case for Charles Barkley probably not getting a championship, even though he wasn't as accomplished as Elgin Baylor. And it goes back to that whole conversation about how these players just were so great, but they were at a time where the average player was like five five, the center was like six six. But you know, it's just it's just the time that they played in. But you know, now yeah. looking at it now, 
but we got the Chris Pauls, who a lot of people hate for some reason, which I, I still don't understand the Chris Paul hate. Uh, and then the Mellow hate as well. And, you know, that kind of went away this season, last season, even though when he was with the Rockets, everybody was trying to tell him to hang it up. But, you know, I, those two players come to mind because I, they played longer than Elgin Baylor and more so more accomplished in this era because, you know, we didn't have that much tape of when Elgin Baylor played. But, you know, you got the numbers right here. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, I have the stats up for the uh, career points per game leaders. He's third with 27.36. Um, Durant's right behind him with 27.06. And LeBron is sixth with 27.02. Jerry West is 27.03. So and this I mean, is for uh, another point per game average, or this is for this is career playoffs. points per game average. No okay, career points per game average. Because Jordan's still at thirty point nine, and I don't know if that's gonna ever change. No, I don't think that's gonna change. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Absolutely Kareem is. Insane. Did, you said Kareem, right? Where's Kareem at again? Or he like lower than that? Because he only averaged twenty five. Yeah, he only he averaged twenty five. Right. Six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the top five is um the top five is Jordan, Will, El- Elgin Baylor, KD, Jerry, Jerry West, and then LeBron James is literally uh a hundredth of a point behind Jerry West. So really, if LeBron James has one more year, one or two more years where he averages where he averages more than twenty seven point one points per game, he can I think he can eclipse that. AI Allen Iverson is right behind him with twenty six point six six. So. Yeah, man, yeah, I was about to start man, just praising I was, Allen Iverson. I was looking at them numbers, did. bro. Them numbers is crazy. Nah, man, shout out to AI. Legend on and off the court. What's well, understood doesn't need yeah. to be said when it comes to AI, but but yeah. Um, I was gonna say also. Now, real quick, while Statue is eligible for all-time forty-point full career forty-point games, he has eighty-eight of those. Yeah. No, I'm I'm listening to you. To say real quick before I got that real quick stuff. Oh, Laker legend, uh, basketball legend. He was cold. Hey, he was cold in NBA Street too with that jumper. That's all I know him for is that little jumper. Because he had that crazy ass hang time. That's why. Which a lot of people don't have. So. For a jumper though, that that was a, you know, Back that up. was a great move back in the day. Yeah, definitely because they were showing they were showing like I was watching old tape and I'm like, bro, this motherfucker was hanging, bro. Like Elizabeth was hanging. Like you remember like Mario Brothers three when like Luigi had like the the extended jump. Yeah, like he had Luigi hang time. Yeah, uh, for sure. No, no more uh, hanging. Just no more. Don't say nah, that again. Nah, nah, you know what I mean, bro. Like, I, I know <laughs> what the world do is no, no more. No, not that. Yeah, no, that, when I mean, when I mean that, when I mean HT, I mean like you know, the amount of the, the uh, the time you're there. I don't mean the L word that can also be yeah. associated with uh, that word as well, but yeah, so <laughs> but um. 
Yeah, also he won a championship with Seattle University. Uh, he literally, when they play in the key arena, the court is named after him. Um, I mean, he was the number one pick. He was a, he was going to get picked, and then he deferred to play an extra year. Mm-hmm. And it ended up winning the championship, and then went to, then decided, okay, cool, I'm going to come to L.A. and go and play. So, But, I mean, listen, man, Laker legend. And, man, peace and love to Elgin Bill and his family, bro. I, I have nothing. I I mean, I wasn't going to say anything bad anyway, but just me looking. I knew he was good, but when I looked at his numbers, I was like, nah, this motherfucker was good, good. Like, I knew he was good. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I knew it, but I know people kind of throw the whole thing that he didn't win a championship thing against him and kind of Jerry West has talked about more than he is but like he was such an important part of those teams and in the same vein that Oscar how we talk about Oscar Robinson when it came to guys like Westbrook and them like we should be talking about Elgin Baylor when it comes to guys like Jordan and Dr. J and LeBron and such like because mm-hmm. he was a predecessor to a lot of the you know a lot of the athleticism of today's game see I didn't use that H word Banks right <laughs> But yeah, no, no H word, no H word, no, no, man, no H words at all. But um, let's move on to the uh, to the, you know, we in March, like Banks was singing about twenty minutes ago. We uh, born like the morning song. That should be the that should be the the national anthem. Actually, no, it should yeah, be just an anthem. But that was the time when that came out, bro. Well, when March Madness came out, when Dipset Anthem came out, or both? Uh, I was a little too young. We were a little too young when Dipset Anthem came out, yeah. even though I had that album. I had the actual album. But relating to uh, March, March Madness, Madness yeah, that, that was that summer, or when that came out, that yeah. was different. I felt like it was more popular in the summer of 2015. I saw him live the summer, the Made in America, the year that Dirty Sprite 2 came out. Bruh, when he did March Madness, when I seen Future perform March Madness, <laughs> I left Earth. I didn't know what, bruh, I was in my home, shout out to my homie Nosa. Um, he, he, well, we used to work together, but, man, we went to, we went to that Future concert, and, bruh, he wasn't even on the biggest stage, he was on the second biggest stage. And, bruh. When future for March Man is dark. I look I, I know what happened, man. Uh did Chris Brown come out and do that kickstand incredible front moment, flip? Right. Nah, I, I, I wish I knew how to do that. That's probably what I would have did. You could try it. Try it now. I would have been I would I would have done that. Bro, I will fucking I look like a Mortal Kombat 2 fatality if I try that shit. <laughs> You ever see that video, uh, buddy? It looked my like neck, Vegas my, too. My that was pop locking, and then he was like, "And you can't do that." And then he do what? the front flip and fall on his back. Oh, in the whole in the in the mall in the little mall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yo, they always yo that video always that video always really like. Pops up on Twitter like every like two or three months, and I just I still watch it in full. That's just a classic nah, moment. It had me in tears, bro, when I first see that. Literally, I was crying. Then you can see the dude in the background just run. <laughs> My man was just like, "You can't do this, young blood." He fucking lost his whole win trying to do that shit. 
Bruh. Oh. And then oh. went to the death. <laughs> his soul left his bruh, body. He did bruh. the fucking. <laughs> you remember when you used to play Yoshi Mitsu in Tekken and you could do like a fake front flip? Mm hmm. That's what, that's what that shit was. And you you gotta smash a button or two to try to get up to kick somebody just in case they hit you yeah, while you're on the ground. You, yeah, my man was looking like lay long, bro. Hmm. I'm still thinking about man uh, drunken master and kung fu with the way. I used to go crazy with law. I was a law, nah, I liked law for, uh, well, now nah, he was, well, martial law was the first two games. Then it was far as law after Tekken 3. Wait, they never explained. Yo, you know what's funny? I thought about Tekken 1, bro. They never really explained that. Like, martial, like, forest law was in, what, two games? His son was in two games, and I said, martial law, I said, nah, I'm coming back, like, which is wild, but, um, yeah. well, I was going to say, nah. yeah, definitely, martial law was my guy. I liked, um, I was from not Eddie Gordo, and what everybody used Eddie Gordo, so I didn't. I got tired of using him after a while. Bruh. You could just smack the kick button and, and win. And win. I like what's my guy's name? Poron, Poring, the Taekwondo guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, what, bro! When I learned the Horing combos, I was I I used to go I used to go crazy with him, and then Brian Fury too. But Brian Fury just smack hard. Because remember, bro, used to hold hard, his. Brian Fury. He used to pivot yeah, the, the leg the and hold it. And kick to like eighty five percent damage, bro. He used to cock that leg back and then hold it, and then you could just kick him. I'm like, yeah, I should go crazy with his combination. Him and Law combinations are new. Amen. I'm about to go look for if I still have my Tekken three somewhere. And I'm about to cop that. No, oh, you, you probably do. That's what I've been. Yeah, I mean, I got my PS2 still, so I could still play those games. Jealous. So, I got to get that. Either that um, or I'll wait till I get the Xbox Series X and then put the PS2 emulator on there. I mean, you could do that, too. Definitely. But speaking of uh, games that should be coming out, but they don't because name, image, and likeness things are going on, uh, NCAA Bunch Madness Tournament. Um, I'm not going to lie. I... I've been watching, but not really like the end. The way the NCAA just been moving, we knew we know they be they've been on some like some BS, but especially with how they said they're not going to do a tournament and then decided to say, I don't know what, yeah, we're doing a tournament. Um, then how they handled the whole situation with the women, with the lock, with the with the uh with the weight room, which was crazy. I mean. The men had like you know food they could go out to get to eat, and the weight room was looking really nice. Meanwhile, the women had what one set of bar dumbbells, and bro, they got they the were old fire folks on And I'm like, bro, they had the they had an old folks they had a, a nursing home gym and fire fest food. Like that's disrespectful. Um, and we found we happened the world found this out because um, an organ player by the name of Sedona Prince. I think yes, the donor princess her name. She put a video up, and then um, you know, then Mark Emer came out and said, "Oh, we made a mistake," and then the VP was who was also a woman happened to say, "Oh, we made a mistake," which I'm like, "Bruh, 
There's no way you make a legit that much. You don't. There's no way you make a logistical mistake that's that easy for a NCAA tournament. Like, do you? What do you think? The women don't fucking lift weights. Like, bro, they're they're trying to stay in athletic shape. Like, it's it's such a it's such a weird like thing when it comes to women in sports that like. I'm not gonna. Say, well, I can say men because, well, basically all white men too. Because you could, you know, the NCAA is a bunch of all white men running here who don't know shit about shit and just want to pocket all the money they can. But you know, also it, it was with that. It was with Shaq's comments with Cand, you know, the Candace Parker about <laughs> lowering the rims. Like, that hey, like, Shaq got too many jobs, misogyny. bro. Because I could tell he got well, too many jobs because he just yeah. be saying anything. Well, that too. He be sleepy. You got too many jobs, bro. You know, and it's like with that, you know, all the misogyny that was rooted in women's sport, like against women's sports last week was nasty as fuck. Like, bro, there be some women that are nice as hell, bro, that will cross man up, no issues. The games are actually good to watch because they're more fundamentally sound, whereas, the you know, a lot of the men game is more based off athleticism now than anything, you know, which is ironic because I'm watching Andrew Wiggins take jump shots right now. Um, but yeah, so there's that also, and and like with, with Shaq's comments, like you know, I'm kind of going, we're going off the deep end here. But with Shaq's comments, we can't just, it's like, bro, if the women want to do that, let the women decide they want to do that. It's not your fucking say, like, lower the rim and it'll be more entertaining, bro. I bet you Shaq can't even name a, a WNBA team right now. No, I'm surprised he don't have ownership of one, he owns goddamn everything. Don't he own like Burger Kings or some shit? Man, he own uh insurance with the general. I think he earned like some checkers, like he Rick Ross, he own Papa John's. I mean Gold Bond. He probably owned a big guitar store. Uh a store where black dudes go with no facial hair. Yeah. He owned an icy heel. He got the stick icy hot. Like, yeah, man. But I mean, all I'm gonna say is, you know, when it comes to this whole thing about women being mistreated, man, just give them that fucking just do, bro. Like, where it's 2021, and it, you know, yes, this shit shouldn't have happened years ago. But I just think in general, like, you know, granted, the WNBA is in its infancy. If you really want to put it that way, because you know the the NBA is gonna be in its seventy fifth year, the WNBA is gonna hit their twenty fifth year this season, and I just feel like, bro, like watch games, go buy merch, follow up on these players because these players are getting a lot better, especially the college players. Like you know, we're getting to a point now where you know, so they may change the. I don't know if you heard about this. I think this came out today, Banks, but they're changing. They may change the eligibility rule for the WNBA. To what, 35? Stupid ass. No, mother. No, for like 21. I think it's 20 or 21, I think the age is. It was 22 at one point, if I remember correctly. Okay, so they can't come in at 19? They may change it to 19 from what I've seen. Hmm. I'm actually yeah, going gonna, to pull it up again, but... Yeah, they got some talent. If I'm... Let me just double check. The, the tournament is showing it. I mean, you got Paige... Uh, you got Paige Beckers. Um, 
I forgot the woman's name from Iowa. Uh, I think it's Clark. Her last name is where basically she's not doing it on UConn, but she's dropping crazy buckets. Um, but yeah. Okay, so the WNBA eligibility it requires players to be at least twenty-two to have completed their co- college eligibility or to have graduated from a four-year college or be four years removed from high school. That's their that's their eligibility right now. But supposedly, um, they may be changing. I was reading that they may be changing this. Uh, they may be changing um, the policy for the upcoming draft. Mm-hmm. And basically, how that's working is they've agreed to an opt-in process this for this season's draft, where every eligible player who would like to make themselves available must renounce their remaining intercollegiate eligibility. And in regards to players, they they have to if they want to opt in. They have to email the league loan no later than April first. If a player is competing in the final four, the player has up to forty eight hours after the the last game finishes to let the league know to let the league know if they plan on entering the draft. Why, Brett? All that what? It ain't high school. You ain't trying to get a hall pass. You trying to go to the WNBA? They only making like fifty grand a year because they don't want to pay them women. Right. And the thing is and the thing is also um in regards to that, the reason why they're doing this opt-in thing is because obviously play um with coronavirus, players gotta uh all the collegiate players were given an extra year of eligibility. So mm-hmm. that's why. But they've been they're supposedly they want to work on changing the eligibility to the twenty or twenty one because granted, obviously a lot of young players now in college and in the women's game are making their rounds. So um, that's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you know, granted, I feel like now you know, like we've discussed, like it's crazy how the WNBA took twenty three years to fucking get a marketing officer. Um, you know. In the beginning, you know, they were just like, yeah, we have a women's league, and that's it. They treated it like a tax write-off. But to see, hopefully there's some type of progress. And hopefully people just start watching more games because a lot of – a lot of misog- I heard a lot of misogyny all, all over the universe last week about the women's game, and I was just like, bruh. There's nothing – like, it's actually a pretty good game to watch. I'm not going to lie. You know? And I mean, I know you're somebody who watches games, so, I mean, you – I would have – you know, I would assume you agree to this. Yeah, uh, so the the same thing has been said for two years now. They need a star, but I feel like they have certain stars, and it's not market properly. Like it's like, all right, this is the twenty fifth anniversary, and it's just like, all right, it's the twenty fifth anniversary. It's nothing else to be said about it. It's no celebration. It's nothing else that changed. Hell, they just got, you know, the proper travel measurements and stay two years ago so right now yeah they, they, they always have talent coming in and i i think the wnba in my eyes is the most popular it's ever been uh if i'm not mistaken before corona hit i think their numbers were up about 33 percent, something like that so the views are going up uh let me talk about the app so i bought the app the app was only like a one-time payment of like 15 dollars, and they stink it was hard to watch certain games and it just wasn't properly programmed right it's like all right here we have an app so hopefully they updated it now 
And it kind of happened, you know, when they decided to bring back the season. Because remember, at first, their season was just on hold completely because of Corona, which is great. And we talked about it before because it gave a lot of players time to rest because usually they'll go overseas and hoop, then they'll come right back, and then it's back to it again with little to no rest and, you know, not proper pay, of course. So it's just one of those things. Let's go back to – what we were talking about far as you know the weight room is just you know i saw that as well and shouts out to that young lady for actually saying that you know this is what they're giving us and we know and it's just always something that keeps continuously comes out that keeps coming out about you know the WNBA or women's basketball how they treat it but we got to also remember that you know a lot of these dudes, particularly the white dudes that are in charge, they don't even like their own moms sometimes. So who are they to have respect for anybody else? Right. And especially with just with the WNBA app too, I was hearing the same thing that the app was kind of a, a chore to deal with. You know, some games you couldn't even find on you. They were playing games on YouTube. Some games you couldn't even find on YouTube, or you couldn't even find them unless you really had to dig and look. So, mm-hmm. you know, because they they start showing more on the ESPN, like on ESPN. But it's just like you know, it's it's hard because there's certain games you want to see that you can't particularly right. watch. The same teams. Yeah, it's like the Sparks, it's the Aces. And you know the sky because I like I like all those teams. I watch all those teams. I think for the most part, I'm, I watch most of the teams, but definitely those three. Right. Whereas with me, I'm not gonna lie. I I I would watch Liberty games. I didn't watch them as much, but I was like, cool. Like I'll watch because you know I know Ionescu was was you know was nice. And she got hurt, bro. I ain't gonna hold you. I checked out, bro. I did the real fan shit. Like I stopped watching games. Like, I was like, yeah, like, if my team is fucking losing, uh, do I really want to watch this? Like, nah, I'm not going to be invested into it. But um, you do make valid points in regards to just, like, just, like, how they treat the women's game in regards to just shit such as weight rooms. Like, it's pretty, it's just baffling. Like, and, you know, just get what they're supposed to be given and, and let let things, you know, if you treat it the way it's supposed to be treated, like, you know, all of that will come to fruition and they'll they'll start making more money. But the fact that they a lot of these people treat the women's game like tax writer offs like and it's unfortunate because these women are skilled. These women are women are women, bro. Like women are women. Ooh, we all came in the words of one two five card, we all came from a woman, like mm-hmm. so just put some respect on their name and let them do what they gotta do, you know? So I mean, regards to the tournament in general, I did been a couple interesting games. Um, you know, Loyola beating Illinois was probably the wildest game to me. Mm-hmm. You know, being that, you know, Illinois really didn't adjust at all. Like, that was one game. I'm like, bro, okay, like, adjust, make some adjustments. And Illinois just kept falling victim to it. You know, they were walking into double teams. And then Illinois did have like a mini run at the end of the first quarter. I'm like, okay, they they're going to well, what's my man? The big he's big what's his name? Kofi. They're going to Kofi. He's getting dunks. I'm like, all right, cool, go to that. And then it's just like, nah, they just want to the same shit. And you know, to see them lose was pretty. It's still pretty wild to me. 
Um, I know a lot of people had them going to the Final Four. You know, Oral Roberts being Florida was pretty interesting. Um, it's been a it's been a wild March Madness so far. Um, concerning some, from some of the games I watched, even though some of the games have been blowouts, but yeah, I mean, all in all, concerning the pandemic, it's been it's been interesting. You know, they've they've been good games, they've been bad games. It just sucks that you know, honestly, we shouldn't be playing at all. Considering you know we're in, still in the middle of a fucking pandemic, but I mean the play's okay. Are I can't we really complain about it, man? I, we, I, I, mean, I, I question to, that often. I mean, according to the uh, where we're at right now, we're acting like we're not. We're just gonna start uh, slowly opening shit up, but oh no, it's open slowly. Everything open, bro. <laughs> no, everything open. Like I'm seeing already. Uh, Justin Bieber about to go on tour in August, bro. It's it's, it's done. So uh, I'm not saying the virus is magically went away, but it's over. Bro. Oh yeah, like, definitely. Stuff is open. Uh, everybody about to go back to work as well. So. Yeah. Not back to work, but you know, everybody about to be outside. This is about to be the craziest summer ever. Right. And that's the wild part. Like a lot of people just, you know, and, and the thing with this pandemic, it's a lot of misinformation. Obviously, in the same way that science can advance, science can kind of also, science also kind of, you know, scientists also kind of have to look back at things and look at things in hindsight in the same way that they look at the future. So granted, we have our, where, you know, where there's a vaccine and everybody's trying to get vaccinated, but we're really going to find out in the next five to 10 years, what really were the major effects of this pandemic. And even though we know things that could have easily been done to avoid it, we're really going to find out the long-term effects of, you know, of the coronavirus in the next couple of years, especially it's going to be interesting to see what happens with athletes who had COVID in the next three to five years. You know, I'm interested mm-hmm. to see to see those those you know those results and how that happens. Um, but it's just it, it's crazy. It's just crazy how everything happened. But listen, man, honestly, keep wearing a mask, stay safe, wash your hands, social distance. I would suggest getting the vaccine. Just remember, this this is the problem with people and propaganda. Now, the vaccine is not a cure. The vaccine is just to help you not deal with the light, the near death effects that COVID does can present to you if you were to contract it. So, yeah, that's all I really have to say. Yeah, you're that's right. But, uh, a lot of people think, bro, vaccine, vaccine, vaccine and cure are two different words, my brother. Yeah, no, it's true. But yeah, going back to uh basketball, yeah, I haven't I like I said, I've been before we came on air, I I've just mainly been paying attention to the prospects and who's, you know, eligible for the draft or who might declare for the draft right now. And you know, for the most part, this draft actually I've been paying attention to what's going on with SC because they got uh Evan Mobley over there, and because it's SC, even though I'm not an SC guy, I'm UNC. Right. But I've been paying attention to what's going on. And, I mean, this draft that's coming up, is, is, is it looks all right. You know, it's it's the case. The the great thing about it is, you know, right now it's a lot of G League players. Or not a lot, but it's a few G League players that are actually able to declare for the draft, which we knew 
will be a thing when they announce that. Right. Like a lot of players rather go over there and make, you know, if, if you're that good or I would try to do it instead of going to college for the exposure, even though it might not help, help your draft stock, I'd rather go to G League and get paid and then and take a chance being a top, you know, a top prospect because it really don't even matter at this point. Like it's second round players that, which is a rarity, but it's second round players that become great. It's it, it really don't, it really doesn't matter, man. No, most definitely. Um, for one, I mean, this draft is a pretty, you know, we've heard about how much of a draft, like, draft this is going to be. I mean, Cade Cunningham is basically one of the very top prospects, along with, you know, with Mobley and a bunch of, you know, other guys, but this draft has been really sought after. So it's going to be interesting to see how that that happens, you know, when that happens, who's going to draft two and such. So. But, yeah, he's projected um, at number one. Uh, Jay Cunningham. Yeah, Jay Cunningham from uh, Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. But definitely. I mean, I guess if since we're talking about the NBA draft, let's transition to the NBA, man. Um, unless you were living on the rock yesterday, the trade deadline happened. And uh, after the smoke has cleared, I mean, you might as well just – damn. <laughs> I was about to say, I wish I had the, the Ghostface instrumental so I could play it. <laughs> no, nah, you're using all the puns. I'm just letting you rock right now. Hey, man, uh, I'm here, man. But, um, I mean, let's get into the trades. I mean, Banks, I don't know if you have any of the trades up, but um, this was a pretty productive trade deadline. Uh, actually – I had the tweet up just now from from uh, Mr. Woj himself. This is this, you know what the NBA trade deadline is. The NBA trade deadline is like is really a versus. It's mm-hmm. Woj versus Shams every year, bro. We don't need Swiss Beats in Timberland. We got Woj and Shams. Right, who get the versus out fastest? That's that's what we need to have. They they got different sources, I guess. I would think Woj have more, right. but sometimes you know Shams get the, you know the head start on him. So to speak. No. Shansby Shans be dropping some bombs too, but um per the league, the final tally on the NBA trade deadline day, which is yes, which is um we're recording on Friday, so it was Thursday the twenty Thursday the twenty fifth um of March. There were sixteen trades that involved twenty three teams with forty six roster players. Um, which is the most ever in each of those three categories in the past thirty five years on deadline day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had a bunch of trades to talk about. Um, I'll, I'll name some of them. You know, if you want to talk about them, cool. If not, I'll just gloss over them because, you know, there are some that's like whatever. But um, it's funny. As I say that, ESPN literally just popped, put a, a highlight of the uh, notable trades. But let's start with the let's start with a trade that happened last week, actually, um, which is the P.J. Tucker trade. Um, <laughs> PJ, yeah, P.J. Tucker went to the Bucks. Which gives him a good, uh, good shooting defender, you know, for the regular season and the playoffs. Even though I joke on PJ Tucker, I call him Charles Oakley with a shoe collection, but you know, yeah, just, and just shoots more, way more that. jumpers. That's it, though. Yeah, he yeah, got, he got a Charles Oakley His form annoys me, bro. I don't know what it. I hate his form. But um, yeah, the high arc yeah, type shot. The PJ yeah, Tucker trade. Right. So, I mean, the P.J. Tucker trade was 
I think, a good trade. I mean, it gives him, like I said, it gives him a shooter and a good defender going into the playoffs, which, I mean, with the Bucks, that helps them. But at the same time, bro, like, I feel like, I feel like, um, Mike Buda, I feel like any Mike Buda holder team, I do not trust. Yeah. So, because we mean, know what happens is, in the playoffs. This is a trade that works for the Bucks. Yeah, like, is this a trade that works for the, for the Bucks? I mean, I don't know what it's going to do for them, honestly. Nothing. They're going to get beat. They're going to get beat by the Celtics, or they're going to get beat by the Nets, or damn near anybody. So it, it, it does nothing for them. Yeah, we have technical difficulties. But yeah, uh, so with that trade, I think it's, it, it does nothing for the Bucks other than them just having the chance to probably go about six, you know, six uh games, but at the same time they still gonna get beat. They can still get beat by the Celtics, even though I feel like Brad Stevens has lost control over that team. And they don't know they play style because of him, because that that's not working anymore. Uh they need to go faster. And then this ball dominant Jason Tatum but then somehow get Jalen Brown involved. But then you got the Nets, and then when we get to the Heat, and I'll cut my promo about the Heat and them in the East. Yeah, the, the Celtics the same thing. I mean, Giannis has he he's thought about more so what he's about to do, but for the most part, still no consistent jumper, still the same thing. And you know, he's he might end up being the Drew Brees or the Peyton Manning, depending on how long his career lasts of the NBA. Who was it that you were talking about? Because my my connection cut out. No, I'll just continue talking about P.J. Tucker like you were. Oh, yeah, yeah. P.J., yeah, like I said, P.J. Tucker did Charles Oakley with a shoe collection. But that, that's my joke on P.J. Tucker. But, yeah, it, it helps the Bucks. but Mike Budaholzer is a coach still. So, I don't I don't trust Mike Budaholzer in the playoffs. Um, So, that was one of the trades from last week. I think there was another one, but let me just double check because I had it all popped up, all populated. Okay, let's see. No, nah, this is all BS. Um, so in regards to the next trade after this was, um, this is a minor trade, I guess, but the Pistons sent DeLon Wright to the Sacramento Kings for Corey Joseph and two second round picks. I'm going to assume we have nothing to talk about that, so we can move right along. Um, (laughs) all right. Now in regards to Denver, Denver did pretty well with the trade, um, they got they got Javel McGee from Cleveland for Isaiah Hartenstein and two future protected second round picks, and then also later on in the day, um, we'll, we'll get to that trade later on, later on in the day. But that Javel trade does work well for them. I mean, you can't go wrong with front court depth, and obviously with Jokic, that kind of gives them a rest too. So I like that trade for Denver. Um, the Lakers should have never got rid of McGee, but that's my personal opinion. And Laker, Laker things. That's what they do. They get too the arrogant. Lakers, they like, all right, we don't need to sign nobody. And it it's going to be interesting to see how the what the Lakers do because remember the Lakers have only one point five million dollars to spend, and they will have to uh, cut roster spots. And the veteran minimum is two point three million dollars. So, 
Yeah, the Lakers should have not given out JaVale McGee, but um, this is a good – I mean, to me, this is not a bad – this is not a bad uh, pick for Denver. I mean, we know they were a, a deep team. They kind of lost their depth because Torrey Craig left, Jeremy Grant left. You know, um, there were a couple other guys left as well, but we'll 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 get into Denver again down the line. Um, and then I would say this is the trade you are going to talk about the most, and I think this is probably the biggest trade of one of, if not the biggest trade for of the trade deadline, which is the Orlando Magic Chicago, the Orlando Magic sending uh, Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk Amino to the Chicago Bulls. Um, and in return, the Magic received Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two first-round picks. Um, those first-round picks are this year's first-round pick and 2023 for the Bulls and Magic. So I know you really want to talk about this. You are the Bulls fan on this podcast, and it's not me. So I will let you have the floor, sir. Are we being <laughs> cut the pro? We going to the we going to the conference finals. That's all I can really say. All right, man. Going I don't to, know about the Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We beat. We can beat the Bucks, bro. We beating the Bucks because Giannis in the half court. Nikola about this, to be man, out there though. playing like Shaq, bro. Watch. I will say this though, y'all are y'all are gonna take Charlotte's spot in the in the uh, in the standings. I will say that for yeah. sure. I'm upset. Charlotte did, Charlotte lost Lamelo, so I'm and that was the only reason they were rolling. But good. No, I'm, I'm mad about that, man, because that, that's the rookie of the year. And overall, I'm just like, I, I, I'm mad about that. And then he he was rolling, but, you know, get well. He rookie of the year still, even though Anthony Edwards out there balling. Uh, other than that, other than that, no, I mean, yeah, what they going to do, what the bus going to do against uh, Vujic? Down low. And out there shooting. He about to be out there like Shaq, bro. He about to be out there and then shooting a three as well. What they going to do about that? I wish we would have got Zoe, bro. If we would have got Zoe, I would have been wilding. Yeah, but the Pelicans were asking for too much because um, the Knicks were a front runner for him, but then they won Mitchell Robinson the two first, and the Knicks were like, nah. So... I think I think the teams are going to try their hand at him. They're going to try to hand in the summer, but remember, Lonzo is a restricted free agent. So I think with I think with that, he's most likely going to stay in New Orleans. But I mean, he could go to you know if he decides to, he could go to another team as well. I think that I think the what Lavar was doing was just all smoke and mirrors to just Lavar's been just doing smoke and mirrors to make sure that Lon, uh, you know, his son gets paid, which I respected. So, but. Um, I like this trade. Like, I mean, I know I'm a Knicks fan, so like, I don't know. I I'm not one of them guys that hate everybody, but you know, with the Bulls, this is a good trade. Like, this is a good trade, a bridge piece for for the franchise because now, you know, Levine and v- and Vucci made on pick and rolls is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like we said, like you were saying, Vucci Vuc can shoot too. You know, he's taking a lot more threes this year than last year. He's been hitting them at a pretty good pace. I think he's a, I think he is the highest. He's a, he has the highest three point percentage amongst power forwards in the league. Or he's he does. in the top three. Yeah. So he's been shooting really well. He's been putting up numbers like always, you know. So it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, that work how that's gonna work for him. Um 
And this is a good, this is just good for the franchise. And, you know, now that they got, you know, they have two all-stars from this year on one team, considering that the Bulls are a team that's up and coming and, you know, in the midst of a new regime. So this could be important for them. You know, this could attract future free agents if they see how they, Vooch and uh, Levine do together. Um, this is, this could be, this could, this could be one of those franchise changing moves where, you know, things, things go on the upward trend for Chicago. So. It's gonna be interesting to see how things play out. Uh, how things play out with them, but I'm gonna say though, I think they take Charlotte's spot in the playoffs. Let me see where are we so, at right now. Y'all are ninth or tenth, I think. Yeah. Dang, we that low? I feel like we was higher. Yeah, I was losing games, man. It's it's no defense. That's why. I mean, Wendell Carter gone. Little small hands, he gone. So I'm happy about that. He can't rebound. All he do is jump I mean, in the air and not catch anything. He tried to score. And, I mean, yeah, so eight right now. Yo, the Eastern Conference is really about to change dramatically. I think – honestly, I'm not no. sure. I, but I think the seeding is – The, the Heat – Because – I can see the Heat being a fourth seed. Yeah. But they've been losing – they've been losing too. I mean – That's about they, to change. They, the Heat – well, the interesting part of the Eastern Conference is – from the fourth seed to the last, the tenth seed, which is the final playing seed, the the fourth to tenth seed is separated by three games. Mm-hmm. So you fuck around and lose three games in a week, you may not be in the playoffs. So every game really does count. So like I, you know, you know, obviously the Bulls are running. You know, my Knicks are, you know, my Knicks are the fifth seed right now, um, with their big win over Washington yesterday, which was so fucking ugly, but that may be the win of the season for the Knicks. I'm not gonna lie to you. Even though we smoked the Bucks by 25 in the first week, I think uh, you know us being down 17 in the fourth quarter, and then us, you know, the Knicks turning it around was just incredible. But you know, I'm going to the Knicks later. Um, but I mean, the Bulls just—I—I I don't know, man. I really like this move here for the Bulls. This is a this is a big move for them. So we'll see what happens. You know. We'll see what happens in the last 25 to 30 games of the season. We're moving mm-hmm. along. Um, Boston rec- Boston acquired Evan Fournier for two second-round picks. Um, I kept seeing that he was supposed to come off the bench. I do not know about that. I think you start him. Mm-hmm. Um, and mind you, he was averaging 19.7 points per game. So it's not just Tatum and Brown anymore. Because they have this weird the, – the Celtics just have this weird lack of synergy for one. And also, um, they just had these moments when nobody could score. Like, Kevin and goes cold or Brad Tatum or hitting. Like, yeah, one of them will be will be, will be uh, shooting well, but then it's just not enough. So, I think Fournier is going to be a good addition for them. We'll see what he does. But um, this was a good pickup for Boston, to be honest. I don't know what you, know, I don't know what you think about that. but uh, They gave up Daniel... The thirtieth, and I Ty, think Tice. I got Daniel Tice yeah. from Chicago too. That is correct. Yeah, exactly. So I said, okay, we got another rebounder. So that's a good move because you know, Laurie Marketing can't rebound, and now he just he hasn't worked on his game really. And I mean, obviously, you know, you coming from a bad coach like Fred Hoiberg to you know now Billy Donovan is a good choice at times. I question it, but that's neither here nor there. But you know, you got you got him there now. It's just like, 
All right, so if he could just rebound for Lori, because Lori's just going to shoot it. That's all he got. He's just going to try to score. If he ain't shooting a jump shot, he don't know what he's doing with his life. Right. No, I get what you're saying, definitely. But, um, I mean, we'll see what Mark does, whether he stays or not. I know there's been a there's been a discussion about that as well. More teams are gonna try to go for him too, but I'm glad I'm glad the Knicks ain't do shit. But I'll get into that later. Um, <laughs> Washington traded also Trey Brown and Mo, Mo Wagner to Chicago for Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. So basically, y'all had five of the same player, and you guys traded them all, which is a pretty nice finesse. Um, and then Mo Mo got traded to Boston, which is fun. He played tonight against Milwaukee, but um. Moving on to another big deal for Orlando, uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon got traded from the Magic to the to the Denver Nuggets. Um, the going, Aaron Gordon goes to Denver. Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a first round pick go to the Orlando Magic. This pick was a twenty twenty five first round pick, and it was protected. This is not a bad deal. Um, if Markel Fultz is healthy, you have your backcourt in the future with Fultz and RJ Hampton, which would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they kind of the, – the Magic – it's wild because the Magic actually started really well. And mm-hmm. then Cole – then they just started – They everybody started getting hurt. Like Cole Anthony got – you know, Cole Anthony has not been back for the last two months, I think. He had that really – he had that rib injury for a while. And just once – once people started getting hurt with the magic, like they just fucking fell off cliff. Like they went on, like they had like a twenty game stretch. Right? They only won like three or four games. Like they did not play well. They have not played well this year. So I mean, when it comes to years like that, it's just like you know, you let's just blow it up and we move forward. You know, they get they got like I think they got a bunch of draft picks in this draft. Um, you know, like I said, you have R.J. Hampton who's young. You get you know. You have Cole Anthony still who, you know, if he's healthy, can do well. You have Markel Fultz, you know, and then they got yeah. Jonathan Isaac. You got, you know, I know we're talking about him, but you got Jonathan Isaac. You got if Mo Bamba can stay healthy, Mo Bamba. So they have a young core now, and, you know, they got they had to trade. They had to trade, their, you know, at the time, their best players. But in Denver's case, I think this is a good pickup because this is the replacement for Jeremy Grant, who they lost yeah. to the Pistons of free agency. Now, granted, does Aaron Gordon take some shots? Yes, he does. But in regards to athleticism and being a slasher, he's a good replacement. He's a good replacement for uh, this is this was the Jeremy Grant replacement that they that the Nuggets needed, so they got it in the trade deadline. So I'm not mad at this deal for them. I, I talked about it with Donnie. I swear, even to this day, I have no idea how Aaron Gordon plays. He. Played, he was playing okay. He kind of played point forward a bit. You know, we know he could dunk, but then he started, he was, you know, his jump shots gotten better. But sometimes, like, he takes really bad shots. But, you know, if he could stay efficient, this is great for Denver. And it also takes the load off of Michael Porter Jr. Because a lot of people in Denver are like, yo, he has to be the third option or at least the second option. Mm-hmm. Where in that case, you know, now you kind of get, you kind of release some pressure off of Michael Porter Jr. and allow him to develop, so. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens with with Aaron Gordon with Denver, but I think this is a great move for them. So, yeah, because um, I'm like, bro, I've yet to see a Aaron Gordon game. <laughs> like, like I promise you, I've never seen him play. 
No, he was he actually was doing um, he actually was doing okay this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the stats real quick because I had them. I could have sworn I had them up. Just give me a second. I'm gonna pull Aaron Gordon's stats up. What is it like 21? 21? Any playing like he averaging like 21 right now? No. You would have wished he averaged in less than that? 14.6. Oh no, that means he wanted to leave a long time ago. And he was hurt, but still, that means he really wanted to yeah, just leave. He's averaging 14.6 points, 14.6 points per game, 6.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists. Yeah, he wanted to leave. So yeah, I mean, yeah, he wanted no, he wanted to leave for a while. So um, he they discussed they had discussed it for a while, but um, yeah, so he's gone. To so he's gone. I always think about this when it relates to now. I got to think about him being on the team. It's only one basketball, right? So how does this work with uh, Jamal Murray? Uh, I mean, Will Barton, he, he he moves the ball around a little bit. But then you got Nicola who – and I actually take that back because I had to think about Nicola right now almost averaging a triple-double, which yep. I think might be a record for a center. He averaging like eight or six. So with him being out there – I, the only thing I'm questioning right now is defense because they could put up the points. But, I mean, I guess now in this current NBA, points are the new defense. Like, nobody plays but zone. So, you outscoring a person, that's defense right now. Nikola Jokic right now is averaging 27 points per game, 11.3 rebounds, 8.5 assists. Boy, once again, I hate putting myself over, but I'll be telling y'all, I'll be knowing hey, without even looking. There you go. But – yeah, man. So I think I mean then again too, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, the bubble. I mean, bubble Jamal Murray was like another thing. Was like another fucking uh, person, and he has man. not played the best this year. So um, you know, it, it's because <laughs> what's the best way of saying this? Uh, the the, the light skinned dudes perform best when there's no pressure, and he can. He's having a decent year. I mean, he's averaging twenty one point one points per game, four point four rebounds, and four point eight assists. With forty seven point seven field goal percentage, forty one point five percent three point land, eighty five point nine from the free throw. So he's average. He 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 started like shit at first, but he he's starting to find his own too. So this this could work for Denver. I I actually like this trade. Um. And then there's another minor deal. Sacramento sent Nemanja Bielitsa to, to Miami. And Miami sent Moharkless and Chris Silver to the Kings. Um, this trade was interesting, too. Uh, this is the Philadelphia trade for George Hill. So, as we know, Kyle Lowry was, like, the main guy that everybody said, where is he going? It was either the Lakers, which is I would thought was insane because who did the Lakers trade for Kyle Lowry? It was Philly or it was Miami. But Philly kind of put themselves out of the running when they traded for George Hill. They acquired an OKC, got Tony Bradley, Terrence Ferguson, and two future second-round picks. Then this trade actually involved the Knicks. So Austin Rivers went to Oklahoma City, and Terrence Ferguson went from Oklahoma City to the Knicks in, in part of this deal. And then we also gave – the Knicks also gave up Agnes Brzezakis, who was their second-round draft pick a year or two ago. They, they traded cool. him to Philadelphia. Uh, Bruce Dacus, he played Dacus. for Michigan. Agus Bruce Yeah, that. 
Man, Iggy, yeah, Iggy birthday because we said we he was in the G League. He he was killing it for Westchester, and he would just always be at the end of the bench. So he got a name like a Happy Madison character. Like he'll be in an Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, but that yeah, <laughs> that's mad funny. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. He played with RJ Barrett on the Canadian team. Oh, it makes sense. Him and Jamal Murray should be on the team. Canada. I'm talking shit. I like Canada. Nah, Team Canada is a world team too. Cause you got that's a good team now that you think about it. Cause you got Barrett, Wiggins. Um, I don't know. If oh, what you? Team. All right, all right, all right, all right. Now the team is canceled. Now you just said Andrew Wiggins cancel that team. Andrew he Wiggins couldn't even be get, on that team. Jamal Murray. He couldn't. He couldn't get 19 in the Canadian Basketball League if it exists. <laughs> he got to go to the yeah. CFL and try to get some points. Totally different sport. That's hilarious. Wait till the XFL do a merger with the G League, and then they do it with the Canadian Football League, like how Impact is doing right now. These cross promotions, that's about to be them that's with the G point. League. Yo, speaking of Andrew Wiggins, he looked look like Cameron. Dipset Cameron Flea? <laughs> like Flea Cameron, yes. Cameron Giles. He looked uh, look like Cameron. <laughs> so Cameron... Cam has been Canadian this whole time. That explains the rapping technique. Yeah, let me let me head. I got let me heads. I mean, he Still talks slow like a Canadian person, so maybe there, there you go. This is it's true. Hey, 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 yo, hey. you know what's funny too? I was reading a thing about. I, it's funny because the next trade I was reading, I was watching about something, but um. Yeah, you had anything to say about the Philly trade? Uh, no, I don't care about the 76ers. I don't care about Amp, so forget both of those things. God damn, bro. It does help them, though, because they give them another point guard. So, And George Hill's, George Hill's a guy who's a playoff, who has experience. So, Hey, good luck with y'all 6'9", IG model uh, point guard, Ben Simmons. Good luck with him. Good luck with the beige guy. Good luck with them two moves. He got to score to get 18 points. Right now, he only averaged 14 anyway, so good luck with that. Joe and B can't stand up straight. Him and the great Kali need to have a kickstand competition. (laughs) The great Kali and Joel and B. Let's see who can have a plank challenge between those two. That's hilarious, bro. That's mad funny. Um, okay, so moving on to the next trade. This was an interesting trade that I feel was very polarizing because I, I saw a lot of either what the hell was Toronto was Toronto throwing the white flag or what the hell was Portland doing. So Toronto traded Norm Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. Now. The funny thing about this trade is this is actually a good trade for uh for this kind of may be a good trade for both teams. Because mm-hmm. Gary Trent Jr., he yes, he shoots a lot of threes. And but he he held and he may not be the best defender, but he he held his own pretty well, being that you know CJ McCollum was out for an extended period of time. 
he did pretty well filling in. Um, with Norm Powell, though, you get a guy who's been shooting really well from the three-point line with Toronto, and you get a defender. So, which Portland does need, because Portland does have that moment where they play terrible defense. So, you get a 3-and-D guy. He's third in three-point percentage this year. He's, he's 43.9%. So, you get the third-best three-point shooter in the league. This is a good trade for Portland. I I would I think this is a good trade for Portland. Toronto may be a good trade for them too, because you know you have Van Vliet, you have Kyle, you know Kyle Lowry. You know we don't know, you know Kyle Lowry's time is limited, but Gary Trent Jr. is a nice, you know, they got a little younger. So I this trade isn't bad. The funny thing though about the chat, and I don't know if you saw this, Banks, but Gary. I forgot Trent, to say too. Uh, yeah, he went to the Bulls. Who? I think Gary Trent did. We got him. He went to the Bulls. Gary Trent Jr. No, Gary Trent Jr. went to Toronto, bro. I thought he went to the Bulls. No, bro. Who you? Oh no, no, no! no. It guy... was rumored that we was gonna try to get him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was rumored to go to the Bulls, but no, he ended up going to Toronto. But mm-hmm. the funny thing about this trade is that obviously we know Gary Trent Sr. played in the league, right? Mm-hmm. So Gary Trent Sr. started in Portland. In his third year, he got traded to Toronto. Mm-hmm. Gary Trent Jr. started his career in Portland and gets traded to Toronto. Man, life is the Matrix. Bruh. So his dad's pops had the same fate. His son gets the same fate. And it's funny now because Trent Jr., they were showing him in the in the uh in the game tonight that he's wearing he's actually he actually took his dad's number, which is pretty cool. So but yeah, man. So that's a pretty interesting trade. But I like Gary Trent Jr. He'll be down in fantasy, especially when CJ McCollum is out. But um, CJ McCollum always out, bro. I yeah, I know. So he's always hurt. That's why I'm like, I would. Somebody was saying that he should go to the Knicks, like when he's a free agent. I'm like, bro, no, nah. because he always gets hurt. I can't. I do mean, that. he gonna go there. He gonna. Tom Thibodeau gonna have him play forty five minutes, so he might average yeah, like thirty five points per game. Might get some fucking HGH. Yeah, no, nah, he might have him out there just. So. He could probably put up that much. He probably put up like thirty five a game because he about to be playing every single game, bro. Right. And then the wild part about this is um, also with the OKC trade with the, that was the deal with the Knicks, um, which is the only trade the Knicks did. Oh. <laughs> Uh, um, this whole trade deadline, um, the Sixers gave the Thunder an extra two, gave the, the Thunder two second round picks. So now the Oklahoma City Thunder have thirty four draft picks over the next seven years, bro. Yeah, that should be illegal. Hoarding them picks, bro. Thirty four picks, bro. That's three teams. That's three NBA rosters. Yeah, no, no, no. That that should be illegal, bro. That's, I'm not saying it ain't fair, but how you know, yo, know, they gonna mess around just get a bunch of European players or a bunch. Of, I mean, it's like they making their own development league at this point. Like the your oldest player is gonna be probably 21. Right. I mean, SGA really. That's really about it. Shea Gilgis Alexander. But. Um, in other news, in the whitest trade of the trade deadline, uh, Toronto traded Matt Thomas to the Utah Jazz for a second round pick. You probably don't know okay. who the fuck Matt Thomas is. 
Who? <laughs> He's a white man. Oh, so Miles Turner or Miles Leonard, he went overseas, right? That's what everybody was saying. Now, Miles Leonard, Miles Leonard, they cut his ass, bro. He gonna go with his yeah. brother and go get a commander in the army. Mine's not about the Dow or Camaro, so. Hey, man. Maybe that'll teach him a, maybe that'll teach him a lesson. Good luck when you got to go play on, like, I don't know, the Afghani team or something like that. You got to work on a farm. <laughs> somebody, what form? Somebody where? Wants, somebody in my sports group is saying that Mine's learning about to go down something by Mad Cracker Barrels. I mean. He got enough money saved to do it? I guess so. That Miami Heat contract, he, he can buy a couple cracker barrels with that. Bro, I seen him, like, get the ball one time when he was playing for that team. I swear. Man, man fuck my ass. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, this trade was a big trade for them, actually. Um, the Atlanta Hawks sent Rajon Rondo to the Clippers for Lou Williams. Which... I feel for Lou, but we've been saying it all year. The Clippers needed a point guard, bro. Pat Bev was not cutting it. So, Rondo, no, he, Rondo, he trick y'all. He don't Rondo do Rondo is playoff Rondo. Yeah. Well, Rajon Rondo tricks us too. Rajon Rondo gets his bag, plays miserable, um, gets hurt, gets hurt. Nah, but he, he show up during the playoffs though. But that's what I'm saying. Then he milks the injury, gets traded, and shows up in the playoffs. And somebody was saying, but like, I wonder what the Prince of Rajon Rondo was. I said, bro, Rajon Rondo did the shit in Dallas. He got the bag. He didn't want to be there. He realized he didn't want to be there. He got hurt, said, fuck this shit. I'm going to sit out for a little longer and then get traded. So, I mean, that's a smart man than me. But Lou gets to go back on Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro. This a win man. He said, I'm tired of being in cold Atlanta. And I don't want to be out here, and I can occur, concur with that because I don't really like Atlanta. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. That's neither here nor there. He said, I just want a championship with the Lakers. He probably got a crib out here. I want to go back. The Clippers? Like, yo, it ain't the – but imagine this, yo. We live in a world where – we live in a society. <laughs> we live in a world where Rondo could potentially beat the Lakers, especially if they're not healthy, and then we see a Clippers saying? finals. The Clippers Nets finals, which I can see happening. This is the year. If there's any year that the Clippers Nets final could happen, it would be this year. I mean, the Clippers have played really well. The Clippers have made the signings that the Lakers should have made, and Rondo was a huge pickup for them. So this is that. That's a big. That was one of the. uh, That was the other big trade for me in regards to, you know maybe pushing a team over the edge. And this gives the Clippers the, this gives the Clippers a, a big chance to win a championship this year. Because we know what Rondo does in the playoffs. So um moving forward. Uh let's see. Toronto's training guard turns uh, who gives a fuck about then again Ter- Terrence Davis made the all rookie team RJ Barrett couldn't but yeah. Fucking people bro. Okay, so then uh, Houston traded Victor Oladipo to Miami for which is fucking crazy. I like hey. the Rockets got nothing for Victor Oladipo. I'm sorry, they got Kelly Olynyk and I forgot who else. I didn't. Even, I'm just like, bro, how? But 
What do you think this does for Miami, honestly? Let them get LaMarcus Aldridge. I already said they're going to the finals. They get LaMarcus Aldridge, they're going to the finals, bro. I don't want to hear nothing about no small nets. I don't want to hear nothing about that. KD been out for two months almost. Nah. I got I got the Heat going to the finals. If they get LaMarcus. Like, now, I don't know. Because I know uh, Victor is only averaging 20 points. Uh, what he does for that team, he does a lot. This is another added score for... This is another added score for, you know, that team that needs somebody that's consistent. I'm like, like a Tyler Hero still young. And then uh, what's that other jabroni name? Tyler Hero. Uh, the other white shooter. I always forget. They, they, they seem like they're the same to me. Oh, okay. He got out, man. This nigga made it better. No, no, we had some technical difficulties. No, Who's no, the no. other white shooter? It's Tyler Hero and who else on the Heat? Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Yo, listen. Yeah, they man. look they, they they the same player to me, so I get confused. So now they just need a consistent score who just doesn't shoot like the two white go- white dudes. Well, and then you got Tyler, Victor all of the depot who could play defense as well. Tyler Hero is shooting like garbage this year, and I just want to say this, and I'm gonna say this, man. I remember when y'all motherfuckers in September were saying, I'd rather take Tyler Harrell over Archie Barrett. How stupid do y'all look? Y'all was giving all that, y'all was giving Tyler Harrell all that faith. And I said, and I kept saying, I said, bruh, this is only his first year. And a lot, that, that game tape does a lot. There's a lot of wonders for team scouting. But nobody wanted to listen, bro. Nobody wanted to listen. And no, he's, been I mean... shooting like, he's been shooting like shit. He is not – He everybody thought he was going to be like this This guy who takes over and kills games. Yes, did he contribute? Yes, I'm not going to say he didn't contribute, but everybody was at like Tyler Harris was going to be this game-changing, like, number one option that's going to, like, win so many games for the Heat, which he hasn't. And to be honest, bro, Pat Riley should have sold the brick when it was the highest. I mean, well, he that, that's, another, that's another he metaphor right there. Oh yeah, that's another Brick, metaphor. Why? Even, even worse. I call Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. I call them every white tag team name you could call them. I called them the. I said they. Sh- I said the Miami he should have treated the revival the other day, but. Bruh, no, they'd have forgotten sons for real. If we want to keep they, it a bug, I feel like Duncan Robinson say something. Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson are the forgotten sons. Because Tyler Piero too busy shooting his shot at IG models, bro, to be working on his game. And then it's like, I mean, you get, you get every team, every winning team has a white player that can make a shot. You know what I mean? He just got to make that one shot. And, you know, they probably give him a max deal for that. I mean, Gordon Hayward out here making hundreds of millions of dollars, just being 18.9 his whole career. But that's neither here nor there. But with Vic, you add defense on the wing. You add somebody that can get their own bucket. Uh, he seems to be, even after coming at ACL, Terry seems to be healthy. That he averaging like twenty point eight right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Jimmy Butler is less Jimmy. You have to put on him, who likes playing defense, likes doing everything, as we saw in the finals. So you add them. You look at their depth chart. They can go deep into the playoffs, I believe. And like I said, uh, right now, Lamarcus Aldridge, he. Via buyout, he's a free agent, and apparently a report came out yesterday that he's 
the the Heat are the front runner to pick him up. So if they can get him, they got Bam at the five, or they put Bam at the four, however they want to do it for a lot of spacing. We we talk so they'll probably put Lamarcus at the four and then Bam at the five. I, I'm I got them to go to the finals. They got somebody down down below that could bang out. Then you got uh outside shooter and a former defensive, I think he was like second uh defensive player, not defensive player of the year, all NBA all defensive team. second team. Yeah, uh being Lamarcus. So even though he's older, and we 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 seen what he did in Portland, we seen what he did to Spurs in his latter years, but I think, you know, looking at that, I got them going to the finals, man. I mean, let's KD come back then. That's about I it. Think, I think considering how good the Nets are playing without KD, um, he'll just they'll probably rest him for the playoffs, and it'll be interesting to see what happens then. I still think that, honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, I still think the Nets are the team to beat, but that's just me. I mean, with Miami – I just think the Miami Heat were victim were benefactors of circumstance in regards to the bubble and how they play, mm-hmm. but but we'll see. We'll, we'll you know we don't really know anything. We just know this is a big trade for them, and they may be getting another big trade, another big you know a big player in Lamarcus Aldridge coming you know to Miami. So um, it's a good trade for them. I'm glad the Knicks did not make this trade because with the Knicks luck, Vic Oladipo would have tore his ACL again, or he would have asked for mad money and dipped out on us. Right. Um, and I mean, we got the, the money thing, and stayed hurt, you know. With the Miami thing, it was kind of like, all right, here, damn, like he's been talking about wanting to go to Miami and stuff, and like it, it was just like, all right, yeah, finally, y'all made this fucking trick. I was tired of hearing about it, but um, yeah, he was out there in South Beach, probably trying to look for Yes Wells, like all the NBA players, right? So, I mean, in regards to that, I mean, the two main guys who didn't make get traded with Lonzo Ball and Kyle Lowry. I mean, well, Lowry is understandable because, you know, he was basically more or less going to be a rental. Mm-hmm. And there was a very big uncertainty on whether he was going to sign for whichever team he was traded to next year. Whether it was going to be the – whether it was going to be, you know, obviously his hometown of Philly, Miami, or the Lakers. Nobody knew where Kyle Lowry was going to go. So – it would have been a great trade for any of those three teams. I mean, the Lakers, do they really need a big man more than anything? But regardless, you know, um, Larry's thing, I mean, it, it is what it is. And, you know, I, I can understand why teams did not make that move for him. He, you know, he's too, you know, his age, he wants another contract. He's probably going to want one more nice contract before he retires. And, yeah, he was probably just going to be a rental at, at the at the most for some for whoever traded for him. So, I I'm shocked he didn't get traded. But at the same time, I understand why people did not make that move for him. <coughs> yeah, I mean, because is his contract up after this season? Yes. Yeah, they He's might 34. let him walk because right now. Old. Yeah, they they might let him walk because of the age factor right now, and because they would have to pay him. A max, not a super max, but he'll be eligible for. Uh, I think he would actually be eligible for a super max, but I don't think they want to pay him a, a max, whether he's worth a max or not. So especially at thirty four, like you said, I mean he's still playing good. He's still averaging like nineteen or twenty one points somewhere around there. But 
I guess they want to try to, you know, because they gave uh, was little dude that looked like Joe J Cole. They gave a oh, small Tobias, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris. No, no, no. That played for the uh, the Raptors. Oh, no, he don't Fred Van Vliet. Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, little little Cole's Cole small Cole world. Yeah, him. Yeah, so they gave him the money just this past year as well. So, yeah, uh, I, I can see after this season, Cal going somewhere. There's it, no reason to, you know, speculate right now. It'll probably be – I can see actually be in the, the Clippers. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I'm not surprised that he stayed just because they probably just want to let him go after this season. And I think it's the honorable thing to do and because – a team don't want to give up too much to rent him in, in case he doesn't stay. Because I know they said uh, Talent Hunter, or however you enunciate his name, that plays yeah. for Lakers, they would have to give him up and some other stuff for him. And it's like, no, nah, just wait till next season, see if you can get him on the Lakers. Y'all biggest problem right now is trying to – you got a Anthony Davis who as soon as you touch him, he explodes. You can't touch – you can't even breathe on him. That stick, man, he get hurt. Every single time he run up and down the court, you got that problem. You got a 36-year-old player who's still playing great and the second greatest player of all time being LeBron, but he's out for like a month. Uh, your biggest problem right now is rebounding because y'all decided instead of, like you talked about earlier, instead of paying JaVale McGee or reworking the contract with him or Dwight, because I guess you wanted to go younger with Montrez, but I understand that. You got Marcus Saul who can't even move. I don't even know what's going on with Marcus Gasol right now. I ain't seen him play in like a month or two. And so right now they're trying to, and it seems to be because Andre Drummond is out, out in Los Angeles currently. Uh, and they seem to be the front runner for Andre Drummond, which, I mean, 17 points, 12 rebounds. He's always, for the most part, every season he's been in the league, he's been uh, the leading rebounder in the NBA or at least a second to Kevin Love or somebody around there, Rudy Gobert. So right now he averaging 17, 12, 1.3 blocks and somewhere around two assists. Yo, if AD and y'all give him some type of, give him all the stem cells, if you can have him in that front court with LeBron, Andre, and AD, we talking about easy, the best defensive team in the NBA. Because right now LeBron is probably – all NBA first team selection. I think he should be defensive player of the year. Honestly, I think he should this season because he's more so relied on his defense and he's been locking people down for the most part. I think he should be there. I mean, if you can give me a suggestion of who else should be NBA defensive player of the year, I'll definitely listen. But that that front court where all three of those players, all three of them, that that's easily the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah, I just don't know how the Heat, how the Lakers are going to get Drummond though, considering their their hard cap situation. I mean, but we'll you know, knowing I guess how Rob Palinka works, we'll see what happens with that. Even though that will be a big pickup for them. Um, yeah, because you got Andre, who is only twenty eight years old at the most, twenty nine, uh, somewhere around there, still young, never really had any injuries. If I'm not mistaken. It just, you know, it's just one of them things where he just he worked on his game a little bit. It's not that. It's just more so 
for this NBA where everybody wants to just play zone and just shoot the three and then you got your 6-2 uh, power forward out there getting the rebounds because this whole crap small ball is one of the things where he just, I guess because his speed and less athleticism, which these teams rely on, it's harder for him to, I guess, be in a certain system. But I think with this system right here and them being that great in defense as we saw last season, it works out for him. You know, as long as he can get up and down the court, I don't think they want him to be out here like Shaq. Just just right. be, be be the garbage man, so to speak, the starting garbage man where you just kind of just cleaning up on the boards. And, I mean, you're not going to lock people down like AD, but, you know, just you be a big body because that's a big dude as well, and AD isn't, so. Right. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens with the drum and sweepstakes, what happens with, you know, everybody. But, you know, I see why nobody really decides to go push for a lobby or, in fact, for Lonzo, being the fact that, you know, he's about to be a free agent. He's a restricted free agent. But at the same time, a lot, you know, I knew the Pelicans were going to ask for too much. Um, You know, that's why, well, like I just um, discussed before, how – the Pelicans wanted Mitchell Robinson the two first round picks, and the Knicks said no. Um, since the Knicks don't want to trade Mitchell Robinson, and for that, I am actually happy that the New York Knicks did not make any moves this deadline. Because I was like, if they make a stupid move, I'm gonna be pissed. But this team has played really well. I mean, they're 23 and 22 now. That I think they're the fifth seed of the fourth in the East. So I'm glad they didn't like you know try to you know gut the gut the core gut the bench for you know Oladipo or any other other players that were on, even Lonzo. As much as I would have loved to trade to have Lonzo ball in the Knicks, mm-hmm. um, you know I'm glad that the Knicks. You know there's some teams sometimes it's good to not do anything if you're you know if the team is going the way it's supposed to go. The the team is playing by expectations, and I'm glad as a Knicks fan that they did not do any they did not make any bad trades. Or any moves at all, you know. I rather I rather you make no moves at all at all than make a bad trade. So, um, I commend the Knicks for that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, right now, I just looked at it. Y'all were fifth. Yeah, y'all yes. fifth in the East. Like, it's no need to just move. You know, suddenly, uh, Zoe is gonna be there next season, and as you can see, teams are interested. Forget everybody talking about all his injuries and all that. No, it's people that or him, his playing style. People are looking for Zoe just because they see what he does on defense and offense. He can pass, and he he's gotten a little bit better with the scoring as well. So people are actually looking for him. So you just wait till next season, and then we'll see who picks him up. But he's definitely gone, and it relates also what I told my guy about Stan Van Gundy and how. You could tell by Zion's body language and his facial expressions in the team. Like, nobody messes with the panic artist as Shaq calls him being Stan Van Gundy, man. We, we, we've seen this throughout the course of his career. Like, it's just – you don't want a drill sergeant just yelling at you all day, especially these current players. Like, they're young. They're making way too much money for you just to be sitting up here yelling at them. And that's what Stan Van Gundy does. But even when he was coaching the Heat, like, the older guys like Shaq and all them, like, man, they don't respect that. The white, as you can see, didn't respect that. And that's in his MVP years and his prime. It's just nobody want to hear all that, all that jumping up and down the court, and then you panicking when the game gets close. Like, nobody nobody respects a panic artist outside of the court or on the court. In real life, you don't, you don't want to hear all that. Right. 
And I think I think with that, Stan Van Gundy did have that reputation, but and the Pelicans did not play well at all to start the year. But they've kind of been coming back together now. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? I don't think so. But no, I mean, but you know, Stan has made you know SVG has made adjustments, and the Pelicans are adapting to the system pretty well now compared to the earlier in the year. So, um, I mean, I they say they want to keep Lonzo Ball. They kind of made it. They made probably realistically plan to keep him as part of the core with Zion and Bi, and I think. A lot of people were, were ready to trade Lonzo when it's like, bro, like these these guys are young. Like you got to give these guys time to develop. Like this mm-hmm. shit ain't gonna work in 30, 40 fucking games. And that and it's funny because I had the same discussion when I in regards to the Knicks. I said, you know, a lot of these people like, yo, make these trades, do this, this. I'm like, bro, the Knicks are in game forty of the of the the rebuild. Like this is a whole new regime. You have to let things come together like if it's two or three years and this shit don't work that's one thing that's one thing where it's like all right cool like i'll make that trade or i'll let this guy walk you know what i mean but you can't be doing that shit with 20 30 games and if you really think about it this is really the first full year that lonzo zion and brandon ingram have played together Yep. and it's a brand new coach so you can't you can't you know that's the thing with a lot of, that's the thing with you know a lot of people now like a lot of these people look at you know look at these guys and look at these, these systems and look at these players and teams and like they don't even give them time to fucking gel or you know you got to understand like this this shit takes time you cannot in 20 yeah. games things are going to go smooth it's just not how well, this not how things work but it, you know it goes back to what i said about how this season has been horrible to me me personally, I've seen other people say the same thing. For the most part, I said it like 20, 30 games in. Uh, it's just basically the NBA is real life NBA 2K. I keep saying that. It's just like everybody wants right. to move too fast. And it's not even be it's not even about the championships no more. Like I've been saying for the past couple of years, it's not about the championship anymore. The championship doesn't mean anything anymore to anybody, it seems to be, except for like the older players or just in general overall it doesn't mean anything like everybody just wants to make revenue that's that's no, the you, you know what it is thing of the game to counter to counter that it's about the championship but but it's for people, money purposes though it's it's that like bro not everybody can win the championship and you're not going to win the championship in one year when you have a brand new system it takes time cuz they switch out so many different players like you know uh the, the rockets coach and I forgot his name but uh, no, he Silas. might be, yeah, Stephen Silas, Paul Silas' son. He might be gone, just based on what happened with the James Harden situation. Even though it's not his fault, he his might fault. be gone exactly. this season. And then that's that deal. yeah, and that's a bad reputation that he'll have on himself. Even though he might be a good coach, and he was sitting there uh, in Dallas as the assistant, uh, as the offensive player, offensive coach, I should say, or just the overall assistant coach, but. Now, like you said, he got a raw deal, so they'll look at him as if he's the problem. It's just they switch out so much at one time that players don't have time to jail, like you're saying. And just it's so much built like NBA 2K. Like, let me make my fantasy team trade this out. Or in a sense, it's actually more so like fantasy basketball. I trade these players out, put them on the team. I'm making all these super teams. And it's like, dude, like, you don't have time to jail. Then when you get to the playoffs, because you just did all these different trades probably a couple months ago, and they trying to figure out different schemes and they got a game plan for the playoffs. They don't have enough time to game plan for the playoffs because of that. 
So not every I, not I, every I team can make those trades. Not every team can make those trades too. Right, and it seems to be, and that's all teams and these fans. These that's how I can tell they just live off NBA Two K for the most part, and just people in general, like bro, because all they care about is trades. That's all I hear, and it messes with the players too because. You got to understand, a lot of these players have families. A lot of these players particularly want to stay in cities that they like. You know, there's some players that if they don't have a family, they'd be like, cool, it's whatever, even though they all know the nature of the business. Like, I think with Chris Paul at this point, he knows it's the nature of the business, and he's been there for 16 years now, so it's not a big deal to him. But for these other players, for the most part, these younger players who have a family, they might want to stay there for a certain amount of time instead of keep switching up. So they don't think so. These these people that just don't know basketball, that just study stupid analytics and just watch highlights, they go based on the fact of well, if I put this player together, going back to analytics, what's once again because it's BS. Well, if I put this player with this player, then my team has this success rate because this player plays like that, etc. And that's what the game is based on now. Like what, like we, that's all we hear. We hear more so about like what's going on with trades and actually what's going on with the players that's already there and what they're doing to improve. It's more so just like, oh, you know, they them stupid eye emojis come out, especially when it's around the trade deadline. These rumors about these players going to different trades, like, bro, like, why is that fun? Like, all right, it, it's, it's interesting. Like, when we was coming up and we was younger, it'd be interesting to see that, like, when AI, like, I can remember Cole Harley. AI going to the Nuggets, I was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, that was like a fantasy to me because I never thought that would happen because he was so loyal to – that's how I got my first idea of how the business runs in 2006 when that happened. But then you got Melo going to the Knicks, and that was something wild as well because you thought he would stay there a little bit longer. But then going to the Knicks, it was like, all right, cool, him and the Knicks. And then him going to, you know, the next team after that. So – it's one of those things where now you kind of become numb to it because we see it so often compared to what we used to see a couple of years ago. Like when you hear the rumor and then it actually happens, it's like, well, that actually happened compared to now where it's like you hear trade rumors and free agency all the time. It's like, bro, like what? Right. Or Danny talking about, yeah, I almost got this guy. <laughs> no, you didn't. Nobody want to come to Boston. Whoever said yeah, they he, want to come to Boston? He said he said the uh, I forgot what player they said it was. Now that he said he almost man, Bill was, Russell don't was, even want to come to Boston Aaron no Gordon. more. I think, I think it was Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Danny was like, yeah, we almost got Aaron Gordon. Yeah, but then he saw that he was actually black, and he said, never mind. Because Danny is because and that's the thing, bro. Danny messed everybody with that Brooklyn trade. He had to match smoke and mirrors. He had, had like an indecisive ass child, and that's why he not, that's why the moves not working for him. But I know I nobody know. likes Danny Ainge. He he's made some smart moves, but nobody liked Danny Ainge. Nobody liked Boston to be to begin with. I mean, the team is solid. I like them because they got a lot of young brothers on that team. I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. Uh, shouts out to the Bronx legend Kimba Walker, but he'd be probably best off the bench because Marshall Smart. Marshall Smart is a weird player, and I've been saying that since he was at Oklahoma State. He plays like – it's like the shots that he makes, they're not supposed to go in, but they do. Exactly. Like, he would have been phenomenal in the 90s. Like, him on that Knicks team with Ewing, Anthony Mason, RIP, on that team, he would have been cold. He probably would have been an all-star on that team. 
Like he he was more so built for the nineties. He's one of those players, and we got to have a podcast uh, episode one of these days about like you know time, so to speak. We put players from all different sports in a different time paradox and see how they perform because there's a lot of players that missed a time. I mean, Charles Barkley says it all the time to Shaq. If they was in this time period, they'd show up in a spaceship, and I don't think he's lying. Charles Barkley is hilarious, bro. Bro, Chuck, Charles Barkley in this era, come on, bro. They get super max. In this era, they was getting 22 and 11 in his era, bro, and that was like mad defense. Hey, but that's just how that how the game works, man. It's the evolution. Exactly. No, but I'm saying though, and he a six six power forward, like bro, it's six four power fours now. PJ Tucker was out here playing a power four. He only like six four. Yep. Exactly. Remember Chucky Hayes? Chucky Hayes was a center. Chucky Hayes was six six. Hayes. Chuck Hayes. Oh my, what a fucking name, bro. <laughs> Chuck Hayes. Did he beat somebody up? Uh, he almost yes. gets a fight with somebody. Yes, yes, again. Was, I, was it Carl Landry? I think it was that he fucked up. Oh yeah, and Carl Landry was like, "Nah, is this when Carl was on the uh, the Kings or the Celtics?" Yeah, I think it was a Carl Landry's on the Kings because he played for the Hornets as well. Man, Chuck Hayes, that's a name I haven't heard in fucking <laughs> years, bro. You threw it back without Chuck fucking Hayes, bro. I be I be knowing. I be trying to tell people. I be uh, knowing. I know, man, but. This was an interesting trade deadline. Um, just a lot of trades happened. I mean, obviously there were some interesting ones. You know, we know the Old Depot trades a big trade. You know, Aaron going to Denver. Um, there were some notable trades in this one. So it's be you know, like I said, after the smoke is clear, it will be interesting to see, you know, who either comes out as champion or who makes a big push in the playoffs. But um, yeah, man, this it was. It was it was fun to it was fun to you know see the see the trades and see what happened. But like I said, man, some teams that benefited, some teams threw in the white flag, some teams did great by not doing anything at all like the Knicks. So man, we'll see what happens, bro. But um right. I guess there's one more trade we'll just one more trade it was an NFL trade deadline, which is really quick, but um before we get out of here. So the Dolphins traded the number three overall pick to San Francisco for the 12th pick, a 2021 third-round pick, and first-round picks in 2022 and 2023. So now the 49ers have the third pick on the uh, – 49ers have the third pick in the NFL draft this year, which is interesting considering they're saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to stay, but they look like they're, most, they're more than likely going to be drafting a quarterback. So – yeah, because um, uh, Jimmy G got Slim Jim uh, legs, so they got to go a different route. Yeah, he's he's not. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he hasn't worked. Messing with them porn um, stars, you see what happened? What'd you say? Oh, yeah, because yeah. he did it. He did it a point. I forgot about that. Yeah, no. Goddamn Jimmy Garoppolo, man. No, nah, my guy, uh, Davis, he, he a 49ers fan. Oh yeah, so he 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 knew about what happened. Yeah, but, um, he, he's a he's a weirdo for being a 49ers fan instead of a Raiders fan. But you know he's white, so that that's a given to be a 49ers fan. I mean, they're not as insufferable as Raiders fans, though. You said what about Raiders fans? They're, they're not as insufferable as Raiders fans. All right, so 
I, I got I got a family member who's a Raiders fan, and he still thinks it's cool to game, man. So I'll just say that. Oh my god. And that's usually how it is with Raiders fans. A lot of them uh, tend gang, to never. Bang, yeah, they they tend to never get away from that. So that lets you know everything you need to know about Raiders fans. And yeah, for the yeah. most part, a, a lot of them, a lot of them don't even be from the Bay. A lot of them are from Los Angeles because, as you know, they played in yeah, LA, yeah, then they yeah, went yeah. to the Bay, yep. and then now they in Vegas, which is basically four hour, which is four hours away from LA. So, in a sense, they still are the LA Raiders. Cause it's only four hours away. Definitely, bro. When I was in, when I was in Vegas, when I went like I went about like four or five years ago, and there was mad people with Laker jerseys on. Like I think they, I think there was a jet like from California. I was like, bro, this mad gang. I was like, bro. I was like, I definitely know this mad gangbangers here that are from LA. Oh so, man, they all go, they all go to Vegas. Man. They couldn't, they can't afford to live in LA, so they start. Going to Vegas, bro, and then it's a lot of people from Chicago out there too. So, yeah, definitely. So that 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 makes a lot of sense. I think the game. I don't think the games are blacked out because that's four hours in a different state. But you know, some of the games be blacked out depending on where you at. For the team that's closest to you, so I wonder if they are yeah. blacked out in Vegas. Yeah, but the yeah, um. But yeah, that that's a crazy trade. Then the I think the Eagles went to twelfth in the in the draft in the grid in the trade as well, involving the. Hold on one second. I'm just. In regards to the and I think it was the Dolphins trade, which is wild, bro. The Dolphins got mad picks in the next like, four years, in the next three. No, I'm sorry. For the next three years, for the first three rounds, the Dolphins have. Two first round picks. Two second round mm-hmm. picks and a third round pick for this year. Then next year it's the it's the first round pick for San Francisco, a second round pick and two third round picks. Then twenty twenty three they have two first, a second and a third. Which is that's a lot of draft capital, bro. That's good though. I mean, by the time they get, you know, an actual starting quarterback, Ryan Fitz Magic, as he was, was called, or probably be 45 with a max deal because he keeps getting deals over and over and over with teams. Well, yeah, they, well, yeah, he went to fucking, he went to Washington now, so they let him, they let him walk. Oh, yeah, I finally. forgot. He just went to Washington. I was like, yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. He went there, he went to the team, he went to the team, and now he about to cook straight off the bench. Unless he went they don't to start that. Him, but. He went to that insufferable ass franchise, and it's funny because uh, I don't know if you read up on Daniel Snyder that supposedly he he wants he's gonna buy all the all the minority shares from everybody. <laughs> I don't know if you read that. I, that. I think that came out today, if I remember correctly. I mean, it ain't that many my minority shareholders, so he might as well buy all of them. Yeah, he bought the remaining forty percent of the team. Hmm. So they they still not gonna have a name. So they're gonna be called the Dan Snyder's. They're gonna be called the Washington Football Team for as long as you want to call them the Washington Football Team. No, he gonna he gonna call them. I am the minority owner. Hashtag Dan Snyder. Man, fuck Dan Snyder. That's a piece of shit. Yeah, like I mean, when you when you just give, man, you, you were so serious uh, eight years ago about not changing the name. From the Washington, you know, redacted skins to this, 
And then it's like now, all right, I'm going to take the name away, but I'm not going to give them a team. And y'all cheer for this team. I got names, but y'all cheer for this team. Bet. I bet you one thing, the Cowboys going to be the Cowboys. They're going to stay the Cowboys. Nah, man. Listen, man, that team is a terrible – that's a terrible franchise, so. Who, the team? Um, Yeah, the the redacted. Yeah, the the redacted skins, bro. The Washington Redacteds. That's what you should have called them, honestly. But, yeah. That's what we call them. Terrible last franchise. Fucking team. Franchise is garbage. But, I mean, yeah. But the Dolphins, man, Dolphins made some good picks. I think the Eagles traded. The Eagles get the 12 pick also in that trade as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of shifting. The Niners want to get a quarterback. And I, they, knew, they knew the Jets weren't going to trade up to two. So, the 49ers are trying to get to at least in the top five from six. And they got to number three. So, you know, the Falcons are at number four. They want to get a quarterback. The Bengals are at five. I don't know what they want to do, but – um. It's gonna be Deshaun Jackson came home. What's up with it? He came home. He old now, but he came to the Rams, and I ain't even a Rams fan. But he came home. Shouts out to one of the very few people from Compton that's not weird being Deshaun Jackson. That's hilarious, bro. So that's why I'm saying. I don't know what Deshaun. I don't know. I don't know about Compton LA geography, but that's okay. So it's a bunch of weirdos from there. That's all you need to know. Except for like three people, Aaron Afrolo, Demar Derozan, him. It's probably it. That's a lot, bro. Shout to shout to uh, excuse me, shout to Fominick Aaron Afrolo. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Magic one star player. Once, at once, one a, once a Nick, once a Nick, always a Nick. A Bruin. You know? I don't know if he's a legend, but one of the greatest players to play for the Bruins, UCLA Bruins. But. Let's just see some, and I wanted to see one more quick thing into the the trade with the Eagles that went from uh six. The Eagles traded down to twelve. Hold on one second. <coughs> Excuse me. So the Dolphins get the sixth pick. The Eagles have an extra first round pick next year and could have three first round picks next year if the wet if the Carson Wentz pick turns into one. So that's gonna be interesting to see, but hey, Amen. All I'm gonna say is, bro, the NBA is gonna be interesting to see after the trade deadline. The NFL, we'll see what happens when the draft comes. Um, you know, but the NBA, it's gonna be fun, man. I just hope I hope the Knicks and Bulls make the playoffs. Honestly, that would be that would be nice for the NBA. No, it's about to happen. What you mean? I just hope it's about to happen. The Bulls about about to be the fourth seed. Hold on, I'm about to. Get geeked up before we end this podcast. Let me look at this list again, bro. We about to be the fourth seed. We taking over the Hornet spot. It's unfortunate. We taking over you that spot. But like I said, well, I said you the Heat was gonna take it, but I lied. I Makes lied. You, geek up. you think you fable right now? I've started to see spaces. That's how I feel. And geeked up, geeked up, geeked yeah, no, nah, that that's that's crazy. I said originally that he gonna be the fourth seed. No, nah, the Bulls, no, nah, that he gonna be the fourth seed. I can't even do that. I'm I'm not biased. That he gonna be the fourth seed, and then I say 
We take the six seed. Well, they're the eight seed right now, so. The Heat, Charlotte's but I think the they, they can hop up because the, they only. Oh, yeah, they us the one. Bro, Charlotte beat Miami today without LaMelo, which is wild. They, they got to get their players in order. I mean, that's true. So, But that's still wild to me. But, yeah, man. Yeah, Chicago's the 10th seed, but Chicago gets a nice little one streak going. They could get they could get in the playoffs. I don't think Toronto's gonna make it. Washington after last night, I think it's a dub for them. I thought they could be the Miami Marlins of the year, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Of the of the uh, NBA this year, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think I think uh I think that they, they shoot themselves out of games a lot. Like in last Last night was foolproof. If you watch the Wizards next game, where literally Westbrook and Bill shot like garbage in the second half. So, but I think the Bulls are gonna make it. I just don't know who's spot. I know they're gonna make it. I just if they get out of the plane, that's good. But I mean, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting rest of the NBA season. So, right, we did. Just y'all mark my words. The Heat. Going to the finals, and then I got the Bulls at the. I'm gonna go six seed. I ain't gonna even do that to us. We making the playoffs this year. Finally, after years, God is good. 2021, we here. We outside this summer. I got two Bulls jerseys. I got a bunch of Bulls shirts. I need to get some more Bulls. I need to get a. I forgot. I need to get a D Rose again. I ain't not joking, I'm Noah. But I got my Dennis Rodman and Jordan jersey. I would never wear Sip and Pippin. I would never wear his jersey ever. I don't care if he helped get us six That's rings in my mind. John Paxton and Steve Kerr helped us get those rings. Will Perdue, Luke Long, you know, they the ones that got us championships. Not no Scotty Pippen. It was just Jordan you know, by wild, itself. With them I actually have a Scotty Pippen jersey, but it's the USA. Throw it away. Throw it no, away. Because it goes with the, the uh, Temple of the Olympic joints. I don't care. I Throw to. it away. Throw it away. <laughs> well, he might represent America, Scotty Pimpin. He is sent, so and that's that's that was his contributions to man right? going through a midlife crisis right now wearing braids. I cut the promo on him all the time. He going through a midlife crisis wearing braids. Speaking of March Madness, he forever in March Madness, April Madness, May Madness, and June Madness. That one almost said something else. She got him going through the madness. Is it that great? Scotty, for you to be losing your mind, you're going to pawn them rings next. She's going to take on. everything. You're going to pawn them rings, man. Did you almost say the, a four-letter word that rhymes with June? Is that what you were Who? trying to imply? I said, were you about to say a four-letter word that imply, that rhymes with June? No, it rhymes with Dunt. Oh. And it's the, and it's the letter before D. So, Scotty Pippen is Jim Cornette. Nah, cause he 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 crying cause I can't say what I want because I'm in a household with a person I respect, so I can't cuss. As you can see, this is the most PG I've ever been before. Listeners, as you see this, you already know. Y'all should know what's going on. If I'm being disrespectful, you should know who else I'm at right now. Yeah, we we know. Yeah, if I'm being disrespectful, but otherwise, that listen. And let me finish my promo before we get off and I order these two fat burgers because I'm hungry. Hey, man. <laughs> Scotty Pimping, you out there letting that... See, I can't say nothing. Out there embarrassing your kids and you running around with French braids. 
lightly parted. You think you AI in O2. If you don't let her go, bro, let her go. I think, you know what? I got to take. I don't think we're going to make the playoffs until he let her go. We might be cursed. That's why we keep being like the ninth or tenth seed almost there. Scotty Pippen got to let that go, and then we're going to make the playoffs. That's crazy. You have to privilege the reason why and not make the play. Bruh, the nose of Scotty Pippen is haunting us. He can smell it. He can smell the success, but he won't let her go. So he got to keep smelling it because he can smell from Calabasas all the way to the United Center in Chicago. He can smell us being close to the playoffs, but he Hold won't on, let her what? go. She blocking she blocking his sinuses and his huge nostrils. But what if what if the the Bulls make the playoffs and Scottie Pippen that influences Scottie Pippen to leave with them? Job bless us. God is good. Bless up. Saying, bro. It could go the other way too, you know? More life. Do I care who he's with to a certain extent? Yeah, because I think he is cursing us. I had to think about that. Because Jordan out here, man, Jordan living his best life. He hiding for people like he been since he retired. He smokes six, yeah. cigars, six cigars, black and miles a day. Six <laughs> black and miles a day. He, his eyes just come with the collective like cognac that he got in a cabinet in the back. Like it's the back cave entrance he probably has back there where he probably keeps his rings at. He probably have a closet full of Team Jordan. Well, he definitely got a closet full of Team Jordans from like 98. He's chilling. Wearing them big outfits, them jumpsuits. It's 98 degrees in Miami Beach. He's still wearing like jumpsuits, sweating, velour jumpsuits. I should say that we're for a billion dollars. I'll have one piece of gold other than the championship rings. I'm sorry. I'll I let, love the Bulls, but you, you see, know. I got to do it. No, I feel you, bro. So I'll let you know if I bump into him down, down, down south. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, I, yeah, we're going to talk about that off air because I, I I know where he at. And I'll be like, I'm about to pull up. The security guard going to beat the dog. I, no, I ain't going to yeah. sound like that. Let me. Let me let me see Black Jesus. Mike, I know that's you, Mike. 23. I know that's you, Jordan. I know how you talk to Kameen there. I know you ain't gonna talk to me like that. Who this motherfucker? Oh, he gonna say it straight like that. He might drop the N-bomb too. Let me call you all types of things. Yeah, I'm I'm young, black, and light skinned. He definitely gonna cuss me out. Yes, I don't listen to rappers. Before he was famous, this at a time when light-skinned dudes was actually able to pull women, but that's been dead for about 30 years now. Bro. He probably had PTSD from him being in high school in North Carolina. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Listen, I might bro. look like somebody from his high school, definitely. And then with the hairline, especially now, me and him got matching hairlines. Except for he got the clean body. I'm, I'm mad. I don't know how people get that clean body. I don't know, man. I ain't at that yet. When I get there, I'll let you know. You won't get there. Nah, maybe, maybe not. No, nah, yeah, you, you Puerto, Puerto Rican people don't lose their hair, bro. Oh, they do. Trust me. I ain't never seen it. The only person I saw that lose their hair was Nori. <laughs> and maybe because he's mixed. I don't know. Well, he, he black. I don't care. Black Puerto Rican, you black. <laughs> black Puerto Rican, you black. Bro, that's funny. I think I think Nori. Uh, 
I think I think uh I think now nah, this I know people lost their hair earlier, you know, for everything, but it's some it's gene genetics, bro. Sometimes you you get that gene in your family. Yeah, I can lift all these weights, but I can't lift the hair out of my skull. That's crazy. Hey man. Gods are working on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, man. That's the best way to explain it, bro. I have this talk, <laughs> bro. Like, it's funny because I'll be talking with my girl sometimes. She'd be like, yo, listen, like, I did, I, like, bro, God gave me all the talent and all the looks. Like, like my girl's beautiful. My girl's like, bro, imagine, imagine if like, I could do, like, X, Y, and Z. Like, that's how I be thinking, too. Like, bro, imagine, like, I was, like, like, I, yes, I may still have on my head, but what if I was, like, six five six six? Like, bro, what if I could, what if I could get a baseball contract? I know that's how people feel about uh, Jay-Z. They're like, bro, he got all this talent, and then they look at him. You can't have everything, man. Can't have everything, bro. Like, yo, God, listen, man. God, God. God gave us uh God the, in the same way the same way we were born with uh and we we learned our strengths we also have flaws and weaknesses man that's just how the world works absolutely can't, can't have it all man so because these motherfuckers got money don't mean they have everything they are the most miserable in this world I feel them because I don't have a lot of money and sometimes I feel like that. Right, you be thinking, damn, when I had that much money, I was she was not that miserable. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Going to Taco Bell, that was it. Cause that's all I could afford was a dollar menu and Yeah, uh trying to figure out how I could sneak it to the gym. Good old days. Do I miss those days? days? To, to a certain extent. Eh. I don't know if I miss them, but you know, they, it reminds you of a play. It reminds you it, it brings you back to your humble beginnings. But, it, it does. Yeah, man. God's working on us, man. So, I don't know how this ended on an uplifting, positive note, but we here, man. This is the end. This is the end of the episode. There's a lot of trades, but I just thought, damn, we talked about trades like a fucking hour, which is crazy. I did not think we were going to tell you this long about trades, but that's the NBA yeah, trade, man. Yeah, and that was the main topic, to be honest. Definitely. Tell my twenty trades, man. Who who else? Who else but us? Who else but us, man? Right, and yeah. add other things with it. It's called exactly. ADHD, people. Gotta get with it. Get right, ride it. Get rolled on. Get it down, lay down. What hand you roll with? That part. Benny Siegel was disrespectful saying that. What hand you roll with? Man, Benny Siegel was fine. Nah, ain't no way I'm gonna let him just body me. I know he's from Philly, but come on, bro. Hey, nah, being a seagull will shoot the shoot the, the skin off you. Shout to being yeah, a I don't seagull. I don't know if I should say phrasing or what. That is true, bro. That sounds crazy. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that, like, bro. It might be immature if I say phrasing, but Beanie Seagull will shoot you away like a firecracker. I mean. It's either that, or if it's a black Philly cat, he probably yeah. gonna just throw him at you. Shout out to Philly, man. Y'all, Philly's a different breed, but I love Philly, man. Shout out to Philly. Never been. It's cool. It's nice. It sounds cold. And it looks cold. I'm, I'm tired of cold places. 
I, I know no one knew you used to brush brick outside. I said, hey, man. That's why we angry up in New York. No, nah, that 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 cold, and we going I don't know why we doing it, the weather before we end, but let me tell y'all <laughs> something. Boy, that cold was hitting me in my lungs, bro. I couldn't breathe at times. I said, bro, it's ten o'clock in the morning and it's forty degrees. Why? This man, like Michael Irvin, when we put in that cold weather, we was cold. That's hilarious, bro. Promise <laughs> to God. I was thinking about that several times, bro. That's funny. It's every time I was walking to the gym, I kept quoting that. When we played in the cold, it was cold. I'm surprised you ain't let that tweet go when you was walking in the, when you were walking in New York to the gym on that shit. I couldn't I didn't think about looking for it. I mean, you could find it, but I didn't think about oh, looking man. for it. But I'm like, bro, I really felt that way. I'm like, bro, I had gloves. I'm like, yo, this. This is hey, this is outrageous. Whether well, that's an unusual for sure, but yeah, this is unusual, Bucko. It's unusual, Bucko. I can't feel my tally whacker. Hey, hold on, but hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, on that note, we gonna end this episode, man. Uh, Banks, plug in your plug your socials. I'll plug mine, and let's get up out of here. Uh. Banks No Rest 2, B-A-N-K-S-N-O-R-E-S-T-2 on Twitter. Uh, I hate IG, but unfortunately, I might have to stay there a little bit longer, even though I want to delete it every single day. Uh, find me on there. Shouts out to Donnie uh, X, my guy X from Black Variant. Shouts out to Winston of uh, King Murphy Media. And shouts out to my co-host, who I hate, Davis. Uh, we did a prologue for Dick for. I'm sorry for Donnie's new that pro- yeah, podcast that's coming out in the near future. So that's out now on Spotify and Apple Music via Vinks versus Davis. Uh, we are trying to get his official podcast page up, but Anchor are some haters, as you know with ours. I haven't said on wax. I'm gonna say it here. Anchor need yeah, to chill out. Bang. Bruh, I, I'm no longer going to schedule anything because then I have to upload the episode again and then it be hating and then it, it's a whole bunch. Anchor, you tripping. So we'll figure it all out. But we here. Uh, Shouts out to yeah. my brother Nelson. Go ahead. Word. Uh, follow me at who is original. O-R-I-G-I-N-E-L. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. Thank y'all for listening. Sorry for the hiatus, man. Should should be happening. But um, Life. glad we came back with a yeah, life be happening. That's the best way to explain it. But, you know, we back. And uh, we'll see you next week, you know, whatever happens. Because, you know, the world can change just so in a matter of a second. So, exactly. we'll catch you next can. week. And life changes. But we'll catch you next week, man. Stay safe. Wear a mask. Stay six feet. Drink water. And uh, get the vaccine. But the vaccine is not a cure. Please. Stay safe out there, bro. That part. All right, we out.